the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. This is the Mess It Up podcast, and I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we are here to try to take messes, turn them into a message, and just look at stuff that may have happened to us during the week or uh, in our lives and... I don't know, break it down, talk about it, and let you listen to our innermost thoughts because, well, I think people like to do that. You eavesdroppers, you. Yeah. I completely support it, though. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I love yeah. it. I love it. What that guy uh, said. Uh, I'm going to get a couple of things out of the way real quick. Uh, first of all, if you need to email us, everything is at messituppodcast.com. So bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com. Biker Chick at MessItUpPodcast.com. Intern Dave is info at MessItUpPodcast.com. So you can send those emails. If you've got show suggestions or topics you'd like to talk about, uh, maybe you'd like to be on the show and share your mess and, and see how it got turned into a message by God, uh, that would be outstanding. And listen, a lot of people say, oh, I don't have a mess. I don't have a message. I don't. Liars. Everybody. Everybody. Has done something. If you don't think you're worthy, just... Just email us and just say, hey, find out what's going on in my life because we can find out because every single human being has a story that somebody needs to hear. So don't be selfish and keep it to yourself. We want to hear your story. So email us with that, song of the week topics, or uh, you can also send us, if you want, a word of the week because we always have a word of the week. And this week, the word of the week, I love this one. It's whinge. And uh, that's a a British word that I hear a lot. I listen to uh, a lot of British podcasts on uh, soccer. And so um, the, uh, the people there in England talk about whinging and it's like to complain or to cringe and it's just a very British word and I love it. So I thought, nah, word of the week because I'm sure some people when they hear me go, they whinge just a little. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, we love the word of the week. Uh, send in your suggestions. Christina sent me some. Uh, it's school time and it's not just for your kids. Biker Chick is back in school, people. Yeah, that's right. And she's got books. And I don't know if it's her, if it's the the major that she's decided to choose for this degree, or if she just has some sort of a magnet for crazy big word people. But I can always tell when she's reading a book because I get get a text with just a big word on it. And that's that's it. There's no explanation, no whatever. It's just, boom, here's words. So I got a few of those uh, over the last week. Uh, and so I'm storing those up for some of the future shows as words of the week. They're pretty fun. A couple of them I had to look up. Uh, so um, I don't want to brag, but I have a pretty decent vocabulary. And so I figure if I have to look it up, you have gone overboard. I look them up right before I send them to you. Oh, do you? So you Absolutely. Know, yeah? Yep. Sometimes I feel like it's a test. Oh, it's always a test. Like, hey, sport, do you know what this one is? Always. Yeah. With you. Because I have an expectation. Oh, man. You know what an expectation is. What? Preconceived disappointment. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really, because I don't. I don't hold you. I don't really hold you to a standard of like you have to know all of the words. I, oh, like I don't hold. Is there a standard though for me that you have? I mean, do you? I expect you to know more than I do. Yeah. That's all. Do you expect that true? I've heard the words before? Not all of them. That's but most the of them. That I have when you come at me with words like I want to have at least heard it. And be like, oh, I'm familiar with that word. Part of me wants to stump you, though. You know, the last one you sent me, and I don't remember what it was, but the last one you sent me was a stumper. Yay! Uh, so, yeah. We've that got definitely that came out of us. a psychology book. 
Yeah. Well, we like psychology books, I, I guess. Well, maybe we do, maybe we don't. I'm not going to say. Anyhow, as usual, we've digressed a we little digress. bit. We digress. Gotten a little bit off topic. Um, and, and part of the problem with the topic is that my, uh, my computer died on me. I have these notes written down, and I can't get back into my notes. So I'm trying to find my notes so that I can, uh, I can remember what it is that I was going to say. And so far, not so good on finding so far, not so good. Yeah. So far, so bad. Oh, there it is. Got him. Back. On it. Uh, speaking of so far, so good, uh, one of my favorite record titles was a, uh, a Brian Adams record. It was his greatest hits record, and it's called So Far, So Good, So What. Nice. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So tonight... Today, whenever it is that you're listening to the podcast, that would be interesting for me to know, by the way. If you want to send an email, tell me when you listen, uh, what day of the week, what time of day, what you're doing. I, I'm just curious about that. But I was thinking about this, and, and I don't know how this thought came to me. I think it was when I was in the prison that this one came to me. But I was looking at the difference between my actions being unworthy, yet me being worthy. So I threw this out at Christina, and she came at me like a badger. <laughs> did not. I just said I don't like the word unworthy. That's all. So me being me, I said say more about that. Right. So what what is it about unworthy that you don't like? It just has a bad connotation. It just seems kind of degrading or kind of putting downish. Right. Um, but I, not, you're not, I know you. You're not like everybody gets a participation trophy. I know that you... No, but I think if you're trying to promote healing or healthiness, your words matter. True. So if, if you're talking to somebody who's got worth issues, self-value issues, and you use the word unworthy, that can trigger a lot of internal speak. True. True. That can... So, so let me roll back for people because they didn't have the benefit of... Uh, being able to eavesdrop until we invited him into our brains. Right. Uh, so what I'm looking at with this idea is that I am completely worthy of God's love, which was something that I did not accept. I mean, I have self-worth issues. Mm -hmm. I had a hard time feeling like I was worthy of his love, his forgiveness, his grace, all that. And then I thought, okay, well, I, I have this gift from God Yet I'm still doing fill in the blank, uh, you know, pornography or drinking or gambling or foodish, whatever my hurt, my hang up, my habit, mm -hmm. whatever that is, I'm still doing that. And these things I'm, I'm acting in, my actions are not worthy of what I should be doing. So that's what I'm kind of trying to, uh, to get across there. And so, mm -hmm. so my next question to, to biker chick was, all right, tough girl, biker chick, uh, what, what snowflake word do you want me to use? <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm I hate that I'm so bad. Kick him I hate that after. so bad. That snowflake thing. Well, I think but you what, either... what word would you use to get that across? And part of the reason I wanted it is just because it's a nice I know you're gonna love me for this. It's a dichotomy between you know that that juxtaposition of worthy unworthy. Right. It's the wordplay that I'm going with. You know, it's it's making poor choices or or choices that aren't the best for you that aren't the healthiest for you. It's um, 
you know, it's, it's kind of that either pointing the finger or putting your hand out, palm up to help somebody up. Yeah. It's just that kind of, um, what are you trying to attempt by the words that you're using? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I hear unhealthy. I think, okay, well, un is the part of worthy that you mm -hmm. didn't like was the un, but it's, it's, I, this is me projecting or, or mm -hmm. assuming. So correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I feel like what you're probably saying is that that word, that worth and how we tie into it, especially as it relates to recovery, recovery issues, that that's something that a lot of people struggle with is that worth thing. And to yep. put unworth is just not something you want to do. Just like saying, okay, we're going to be meeting in the bar. The bar's closed. You, you know, nobody's going to have it. But you're in there and putting people in that environment. So you're putting people around that word unworthy, even though that's not what you're associating with them, that sometimes we're not healthy enough yet to make that distinction. If I had a bell, I'd ring it. Ding, ding, ding. I know, Paul's looking Talk for a bell. I don't know what to say to the people. Yeah. But no, you're right on. That's exactly what it is. It's just... You can either empower people with the words that you speak into their life, speak life, or Paul's got a bell. We have a bell. He sets it beside me like, I'm going to ring it. Oh, geez, oh, Pete, that was right in my ear. Uh, but no, exactly how you explained it is, is, is right. It's, you know, what, what sort of feelings, what sort of things does that word bring up? And it's, it's interesting because when you first said that to me, I'm... I mean, I think if you bristled like a little porcupine, if we were, <laughs> if we were painting with broad strokes, mm -hmm. I think of the two of us, I'm definitely more of the snowflake kind of hug everybody, kumbaya kind of guy um, than you are. Is that fair to say, or do you just have more of a, a tougher exterior persona than? Uh, than I do because I'm you look at me and you don't think like today I'm wearing my broken chains motorcycle group for celebrate recovery shirt and she's cracking up so bad because she's the motor the biker chick and here I am I was like flexing earlier in my old man yeah his body. dad bod yeah and so I don't I don't personify tough right and and I'm much more of I'm gonna make sure everyone succeeds you know I I don't mind if everyone gets a participation trophy I just I really don't and so I hadn't thought of that. So I think, well, if I don't think it's a problem, then why should anybody? But it, what it highlights to me is my need to find out what other people are thinking, to look at the world with another perspective, another set of glasses, another set of rules or paradigms or whatever, so I can understand the perspective of the people I may or may not be talking to because I just have my own and I think, well, this must be fine. And how many times have I gone through thinking, well, just must be fine. Like I'm sitting there thinking when I'm, you know, years ago, sitting on the computer, pornography's not hurting anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not touching anybody. I'm not doing anything. It's victimless. Mm -hmm. And how wrong that was. Right. Because I was just telling myself what I wanted to hear so I could do it. Right. I was justifying my actions. Mm -hmm. And uh, in using that word unworthy, I was, uh, when you brought up the a problem with it, I was like, I mean, I just, you can't see my face. Right. Which is sometimes a good thing. But I, I made a, what are you talking about, Willis, kind of face. Right. Yeah. So, so anyhow, let's change the word. Okay. Let's change the word to, I think I liked unhealthy. I think that really, I think it nails it down. Um, 
or um, I'm trying to think of it, it, the it, it, not edifying, you know. That's a good one. Uh, kind of behavior. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? With when when we're we're made worthy by God, mm-hmm. yet we participate in these unedifying behaviors that don't edify ourselves, our walk, our God, or anything. What, how, what's going on there? Are we still, does that affect our worth? I don't think it affects your worth because our value isn't found in anything outside of Christ. Our value is found in the blood that was shed for us, period. I think for me, that makes me want to look at what's going on under the surface Mm -hmm. because our actions are typically a reflection of something deeper. Absolutely. Yes. And so there's got to be a hurt in there. There's got to be uh, a lack of positive influence, a lack of knowing something that is causing the actions to be unhealthy or not edifying. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because we're, started this conversation by really parsing these words and looking at the specific meanings of it. And I found myself doing that when you said our actions are, I mean, our, our worth is found. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, a lot of people find their worth in this. I was like, no, they don't find it there. A lot of people look Look for for their worth in the things they do, the job they have. I think it's really prevalent in American society. When you introduce yourself, I mean, so often it's, your name and then what you do for to make money that's who we become right. and i remember coming out of jail and all of a sudden first of all i didn't have a job but i knew i wasn't what i was because before i was a teacher and now i'm like oh wow i'm not and i won't ever be again was what i was saying right. a teacher and i was trying to find my worth and my value mm-hmm. in that thing well i think that's what you know, we're built with a void, a God-sized void, right? There's only one thing that can fill that void, and that's Christ. So what we do is we try to fit all kinds of other things in there. Okay, there's this big hole in here. Well, I'm going to put my identity as my job. Let's see if my job fits in there, if my kids fit in there, my family fits in there. And all of these things, you're trying to, you know, it reminds me of one of those balls that has all the different shapes in it. Right. And you're trying to put all the shapes in the wrong hole. Do you think we do that because we're trying to put in a substitute for God or is it a junk drawer? I don't know where this goes. I'm going to put it because here's where the vacuum is. I think sometimes we don't know what to do with it. So we're just, you know, we're not sure what fits. The world has taught us a lot of different things about ourselves. Yes. You know, there's everybody in this world has a hurt period. It doesn't matter how wonderful your childhood is. It doesn't matter, you know, how horrible it is. Everybody from start to finish is going to have a hurt of some kind and how that hurt affects us can play out and act out in different ways. Mm -hmm. So we just, how do I substitute or how do I counteract these negative feelings, these false beliefs that I now have about myself? Well, I have this false belief of I'm not valuable. It wasn't my parents that said that. I was ridiculed in school by a couple of people and that told me that I'm not worthy, that I'm not this. So... I know that when I succeed in this area, I feel good about myself. So that counteracts the lies that I've been told. So instead of handling the lie, you're just trying to put icing on that lie cake. Yeah. And there's so much that gets 
taught non-verbally yeah. as a child that, I mean, my parents, I, I am very sure that they would say that they loved me. Mm-hmm. And I'm very sure that my parents loved me. However, what they did and what it was saying, you know, I grew up in a very much children are to be seen and not heard, maybe not even be seen kind of household. We've got your playroom in the back. That's where you go. There's two doors to a hallway that were closed to block the noise out so that mom and dad could watch TV. And so what that was telling me, even though I didn't process it, it was telling me, you shouldn't be where we are. We don't want you with us. You're not valuable to us because you make too much noise. You cause too many problems. And that's what you do. And as a child, most children aren't going to be attuned to sitting, hands folded, quietly, not moving. Mm -hmm. Children, it's why we say you're acting like a child because you're acting like a child. So we should expect children to act like children and we should allow them to be like children. That doesn't mean we can't give them direction and guidance, but it's perfectly understandable for a five-year-old to act a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll get down on the ground and go around in a circle on the pedestal of a table. And you look at me and think, what's going on? They're a kid. They're in their own little world and they're doing whatever they're doing. And they're not worried about that it's dirty or that it's public. or They're just being a kid. And so when I did those things, I was told non-verbally, this is not good. Mm-hmm. This is not what I want. And, and those messages sink in. And here I am now, 52 years old, 51 and a half. I'm on the back half of 51 years. So I'm calling myself 52 already. <laughs> It's like when you're 20, it's like, I'm 21. You right. know? Yeah, I'm doing the same thing as an old guy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I still have those self-worth issues. I still struggle with codependency and trying to prove to people I'm worthy. Even though I know that God, I, I've got it cool with God. I'm, I'm good with being worthy to God. I still fight to make people know that I'm worthy. So I'll do anything. Ask me to, yeah, I'll do that because I want you to think I'm worthy. Um, yeah. And I want to be worthy. I want, I want to convince myself. Well, I also think we live in a very isolating society from birth on. And many cultures, the, the child is nursed. The child is carried. The child, if not carried by a mother, is carried by a sibling. You know, um, they sleep, if not in the same bed. They co-sleep in the same room. There's a lot of differences in the American society, and I can't speak for other developed type countries, but to where we have broken that closeness from infancy on. So it's very normal to put a baby in a crib in another room and isolate them from hearing mom, from being next to mom. Um, It's very normal to prop a bottle, you know, lay the kid down, prop a bottle, let them eat, you know, there's so many ways that we separate ourselves from our children and it's societally normal. And it's weird though, because at the same time you see that, and I definitely agree with that. At the same time, there's barriers that were there that are now broken to get together where you see, uh, you know, because we stream all of our TV and we have HBO in the home and so there are DVD players, whatever. So little kids coming to school, my wife is a first grade teacher and they'd be talking about, you know, 
oh, this happened on The Walking Dead because the parents aren't willing to forego what they want to spend time with the kids. They just do it and let the kids and like, oh, kids are playing. They're not paying attention. This stuff's kids getting in, people. Attention. That stuff mm-hmm. is getting in. They don't have to pay attention to hear it. Right. They really don't. Absolutely. And and it, it makes a difference. Yeah. I was I was shocked when my, you know, five-year-old grandson was talking to me about, well, he's not even five, four-year-old grandson talking to me about zombies. I'm like, how do you know about zombies, man? I don't, I don't know how you know. And so it's... It's crazy. Oh, Roman knows all about zombies. Yeah? Yeah. There's cartoon zombies. And he loves the cartoon zombies. Wow. Um, yeah. It's it's very different. I mean, there's just so many things that you can go into in what is creating all of the hurt and problems that are, are in the world today. Um, I think it's just figuring out how you can be the healthiest that you can be, how you can learn to... Um, break the generational cycles of abuse and intolerance and, and separation and all of those things. And so I think that's like, that's my personal goal mm-hmm. is just to continue to be a better version of me every single day. Right. And as long as I'm continuing to progress, I'm definitely not failing. I might not be doing everything right. I might make mistakes daily, yeah. but I'm still on a journey to be, you know, the best mom that I can be, yeah. the best wife that I can be, the best whatever I can be. Um, best podcasting partner. Best podcasting partner. Yeah. No, I'm just... <laughs> I what happened to your voice there? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. When, <laughs> it's saying to be a mom. It's saying to be a wife. But when you go podcasting partner, all of a sudden, you have to be a little bit... Uh, a little crazy. Goofy. Right. <laughs> Well, that fits in with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Well, it's a good time for us to bring out our song <laughs> of the week. And I was thinking to myself, I don't have a cool segue. I, I like to do the radio segues because part of me just likes the challenge of it. But the main reason I like to do it, I love to watch Christina react to my corn. And uh, I bring in a lot of corniness. And uh, so, you know. A lot of times when we're dealing with these issues, it feels like I just want to quit. I want to give up. Mm-hmm. Just wave a white flag. Right. And our song of the week this week is White Flag by a band called Random Hero. So I want you to listen to this song. This is a little bit of a different kind of a vibe for us on this uh, song of the week. Take a listen. We'll be back on the other side to let you know what we're thinking and uh, keep on talking about messes and messages.
this is a song that makes Christina talk in a weird voice. Because uh, I was asking her, and uh, she was telling me, uh, you know, we, we listen to the song, we kind of talk about what we're going to talk about, and uh, she used a funny voice again, and I think this is, I don't know if it's Christina, just like, this is what happens when school happens, getting a break from it, so the funny voices are coming out, but uh, this song made her use a funny voice again. It did. Which I think was funny. So this is a very different song. Uh, for us, we, yes. we have not had a song like this, and this is not my typical kind of music to listen to. I don't mind loud, raucous music, but I don't typically listen to much of this more new style of. I'm more like Iron Maiden, raucous '80s hair metal kind of stuff, not the new, little bit you know, electronic, little bit screamy, but not screamo. You know, kind of thing. Faces clear matching clear as mud. Yeah, yeah. Clear as mud. But anyhow, I saw I was going on uh, on iTunes the other day and just looking at new releases in Christian music, and I saw this album cover and it's really cool. It's got the front of what looks like uh, an old uh, uh, Flying Fortress uh, airplane from the uh, World War II era. That's sort of got the face of it kind of chewed out and whatnot, and it's black and whitey. And I just thought it was compelling album cover and I loved the name Random Hero as a band and so I know nothing about them but I thought this is an interesting song and so when I looked at the lyrics it it fit a lot of what I feel like when I just want to give up uh, that that uh, lots of words it starts with it says there's too much talk no one to back it up uh, I'm not learning to walk I'm just focusing on the run and I've grown so numb and when I wake up, I'm lost. And just that feeling of like, I can't. And I love the way they twisted that then. It says, I'm raising my white flag, but then oh, I surrender all to God. Because before I didn't, I was just like, time out, I wanna quit. And not knowing that I can reach out to God and have that be my lifeline, my, my you know, safety, control valve uh, to break that that crazy, that tension, that, that, that bizarreness that we all feel in life and, and maybe can't identify what it is or why it is, but I see now as, you know, my compulsions and my habits and my addictions that I just love that idea of giving up, you know, here you go, God, this is it. And Christina, what did you have? I concur. Because <laughs> yeah, gave me a dinner. She said, this is all you, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, you got this one. And I, my, my next question was, well, did you hate it? She's like, ah. I don't have that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no energy. I don't have the and energy And that's when the weird voice it. came out, I think. Right. Did it come out before that? Or? I don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, I like that uh, weird voices. Anyhow, check this out. If you like that kind of music, the album uh, stands up like that. It's, uh, it's a similar feel to it. And... Uh, I had a hard time picking a song to do on this because I thought a lot of them had something to do. I love this one though because it uh, says, you know, take our trouble and throw it up to a higher power. So I thought that worked really well uh, for um, for a recovery type of podcast. Absolutely. So, so there you go. Check out Random Hero uh, on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to music. The album is called Tension, which also uh, I thought was an interesting thing because a lot of times we do deal with tension and all these things. Uh, so it kind of comes around. So, Christina, are you feeling froggy? Do you want to talk about what you said you didn't want to talk about? Um, there's a reason I said I didn't want to talk about yeah, it. But can we, can we talk you into it? Because I think it would be kind of interesting. 
I mean, it's personally just my opinion and my yeah, standpoint. Yeah, this is what we call um, Christina rant. It's, Without the rant. It's this not is a just, rant. It's just yeah. how my perception of life has changed. So I have a 22-year-old, I have a 16-year-old, and I have a 5-year-old. They've all been parented very differently. My by 20, the same parent. By the same woman. Yeah. Yes. But all very different parenting styles. So when I was 17, I had my firstborn. And... I was there his first few years, but I was so young. Like, there just wasn't a whole lot of presence on my part. I was there physically, but... Does it blow your mind ever when you look at Gage and think, I was a mommy? (laughs) You know, and and that... Oh, yeah. When I look at my kids, I think, okay, I was doing this at your age, and I'm looking at you and thinking, no way on earth do I want you coming close to doing those things or having oh, those responsibilities. Absolutely. They talked about sex in church. It was great. Gabe was there with me. I was like, by the way, yeah, listen to this stuff. It's good stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Um, but yes, looking at the fact that I was 17, my son is 16 and a half, to think that he would be a parent in a year is mind-blowing. Yeah. It really is. Um, and I know that... My son, my oldest son, did not get the best version of me. Mm-hmm. He did not get the, the things that were critical to creating a healthy, attached, loved child. And we can see what it's done in our lives, just those experiences of youth. And if I went back, I, would, I wouldn't say I had a bad childhood. I, I, I wouldn't. I had a, a pretty blessed childhood. I was well taken care of. I, Everybody's got some issues. Everybody. Uh, Everybody. But you certainly had a more difficult time than I did. With yeah. Everything else aside, just losing a parent at that age is, is yeah. not easy. Uh, so the, those things, and it has such a lasting impact. It does. It does. Yeah. And, and being resilient doesn't mean you should abuse something, you know? I mean, children aren't resilient. Yeah, they learn to cope. They learn yeah, to survive. Yeah. It doesn't mean that yeah, we they teach bounce back. Yeah. yeah, they don't just bounce back like it never happened. Like those things, especially traumatic events, they don't bounce back. They bounce off. Yeah, they go in a different direction, or they sink in. They yeah. make an impact. Yeah. It's like a meteor hitting, you know, the earth. It's yeah. going to make an impact. It's going to leave an impression there. Yeah. And all these things leave impressions on us. And so there's a lot of things that Zane has to overcome. There's a lot of things that he is not, I don't know, that he doesn't have tools that he doesn't have security that he doesn't have. There's a lot more obstacles for him to overcome in life because he has had more hurts. He has had less attachment, less love. He has had not as present of a parent. I was not inclusive of him in day-to-day life. Gage is the same way. Gage has only had me this way for a couple of years. This way being sober. Well, not just sober, but present okay. and healthy, you know, because my first few years of sobriety, it's figuring me out. Right. What do, how do I even survive and cope without my biggest coping skill? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not even, you know, I'm, I'll be seven years sober on the 20th of this month. What? God willing, I make it there. Uh, you no, will? No, Amen. No fronts. Um, and so Gage gets parented in a very different way now than he did four years ago. 
I'm more inclusive of his feelings. I will sit down and talk to him about things versus just forcing my opinion on him. He has a voice. He's learning to feel valued. He still doesn't because of all the years that he wasn't valued, that I wasn't inclusive of who he is. And so Roman has a very different perspective because with him, he's been included in everything. He, you know, I nursed him till he was three. I wore him until he was almost four. Um, he's never slept in a bed by himself more than maybe a night because we put him in his own bed. He still sleeps with his older brother. Um, he's very much included in everything. And, um, some people don't agree with that. They say he's going to have independence problems. He's going to struggle. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm setting a solid foundation of worth well, in my the, child. The word that keeps on coming up is, is nurture. And I just want yeah. to get a good definition of nurture that says care for and encourage the growth or development of. And I think we need to we need to nurture not just our kids, but our, our relationships. Yes. The people that matter. There's... I mean, there's always a point of diminishing returns and too much of something can, you know, be a, a there could be negative aspects of it. But I mean, gosh, why wouldn't we want to nurture and make people develop and grow? There's just, I mean, that seems so obvious and right. basic and just, you know, basic. Mm-hmm. That's where we should start. And we don't. We haven't so been often. taught that. Yeah. You know, I think we set our parents and their parents and their parents' parents, and you know, you can go back as far as you want. They set a stage, they set a a generational pattern of what your life is going to look like. You know, I know my grandfather on my father's side was a very abusive man, a physically abusive man. And that set a stage for my dad. Oh, my dad tried to be a better man and is a better man than my grandfather in so many ways. My dad still has a lot of bad ways of dealing with life, a lot of bad ways of reacting. He doesn't know what attachment looks like. He doesn't know what comfort and nurturing look like. And so I learned certain things from my father and those are still there. Those are things that I fight to recover from daily, mm-hmm. um, to change my mental patterns, to change how I process things, to take, change how I approach things. There's so many things that are passed down. Um, at and, what point did you become cognizant of trying to break that cycle? Which child or where, or, uh, it, it's been, I mean, with Roman, I've tried to do things very differently mm-hmm. just because I felt like there was a clean slate. He was brand new. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a new way to do this. And with gauge, it's relearning or redoing patterns of behavior that were already instilled. So we already had a dynamic between the, the two of us. Right. So you have this to untie how, that knot ball first a little bit. Exactly. This is how I respond to him. This is how he responds to me. So now as he's responding to me in anger and I'm responding back to him in anger, I have to stop that pattern. I have to say, whoa. Right. This is my opportunity to teach him something new. Yeah. And so changing that dynamic is harder for me than wiping the slate clean and starting anew with Roman is. Right. And I I find that I am doing that not with my kids. I do it some with my grandkids, but where I find myself doing that the most is in the prison. 
and yeah. trying to trying to get these men who are anywhere from in their early 20s to I have I have one guy who's a great grandfather uh, to see that uh, and admit the hurt, the damage, the wound, because a lot of them have been so habitually uh, what was that word from Dobson? Uh, um, trained. Trained is good. To one. to just say no, I'm fine. It's okay. To man up. There's nothing wrong. You didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. That didn't hurt. Right. I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. And so they can't fix it until they understand it. And. And I've been there now since March, and here we are in the beginning of September as we record this, and seeing light bulbs that are slowly, it's, there's not switches being flipped, it's dimmers mm-hmm. slowly oh, yeah. going up, and there's a little bit of glow in the bulb coming on for some of them, and it's it's super rewarding for me, but it's very, it's difficult to get people to see and understand that. I had a, a guy in a brand new class that I started yesterday, and we asked, you know, what was the family hurt that, you know, in your... your family of origin what was your hurt the guy's like ah nothing it was great and i'm like okay cool so you're a drug addict and you're in prison now but everything was great awesome <laughs> how's that working for you right and 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 i know that it, over time he'll see it yep and so yesterday i just had to say okay thank you yeah uh, because i'm not going to just be able to shake him and have it make sense it's it takes time it takes work effort it, and it takes vulnerability yeah i'm explore that. seven years into this journey And I've been in counseling for years. I've been in recovery. I've worked my steps a couple times. Like there's a lot of things that I've done and I'm just now uncovering certain things. Yeah. Like I'm just now realizing where my early childhood trauma plays a role into how I process things now. Right. You know, I just had a conversation with my husband the other day and he said something to me, not directed at me per se, not trying to hurt my feelings, but he was expressing his feelings and I felt scolded. I felt like his response was absolutely directed at me and he was scolding me for sharing what I was sharing with him. And that's a new response for me. I'm like, oh wait, I could identify where not, that not the feeling, feeling wasn't a new response, but to no to say to something be able about to it. identify, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had reacted that way and just sh- normally I'd shut down and walk away. Where did that put you? That previously that reaction, I mean, did it put you as a little kid? With I don't think I even processed it that much. Mm-hmm. I just shut down and walked away. Okay, because that was a feeling I didn't want to feel. So we were gonna chop it off. Okay, push it back and walk away. Okay, and just. detach from that. Okay. And that's my, my go-to is you detach from it, you push it back, you know, and you, you walk away and try not to feel it. Whereas now it's, why am I feeling that? Mm. Where is this feeling coming from? And that's very awkward transition. I'll tell you that right now. It's very awkward to feel as much as I feel and to see where those feelings are stemming from. Um, but it's taken work. It's not just something I think that is natural when you've been wounded. Lots of work. For for so long. Yeah. And so and it's not just one day of hard work, is it? No. No. Seven years. Yeah. Of of up and down and um fighting that battle constantly to say, 
I've got to keep going. I've got a thing on my <laughs> my phone, my 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 screensaver, is that what mm-hmm. it's called? My 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 lock screen. Right. Um, and of course, all my notifications are coming up right now. So Absolutely, being a pain. they are. We're going to find out what's um, going on in life. But it says, keep fighting for you. The you five years from now needs you to not give up on her dreams. Yes. And for me, that's a good reminder that it's going to take time. You have to stay persistent. You have to keep fighting the good fight so that all the things that all the rewards and the blessings aren't overnight. Five years from now, when I look back at the me and this process that I'm going through, I'm going to be like, wow, it's hard to believe how much has happened in my life. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that we don't go through this journey alone because alone me is like, I'm going to quit and alone me is there with me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. And I need to have someone there like, no, it's just around the corner. It's just amazing, you know, and just hold on to it. So I'm trying to hold on to it. Yeah. Believe me. So uh, I can see that we're here hitting that 40 minute point. So I think it's probably a good time for us to, uh, to wrap this up. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to uh, us for a while, even though it sounds like we might not know what we're talking about. That's because we don't. We're just here sharing our thoughts. We're not professionals. We don't have licenses. We just have microphones and a URL. And a brain. Yeah. So uh, if you want to support the ministry, and we really appreciate when you do, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. You give us a fiver a month and you get a sticker, 10 bucks, get you a little rag, 25 bucks a month, you get a t-shirt and all sorts of other stuff. We're going to offer some video content, hopefully soon, and some neat things. So please check out our Patreon at MessItUpPodcast.com. Look for us on the interwebs with Facebook and all that, and we will see you next time we mess it up. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up.